Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson, the East Services Librarian, and for today's episode of the podcast, we are going to be joined by a couple of special guests. They are the two disability information officers for North Lancashire Council, and it is Kirsten and Debbie. And they will going to be telling us all about their role as disability information officers and what support they can offer North Lancashire's communities. And also they're going to be highlighting to us a fantastic web resource called Making Life Easier. They have been visiting some of our libraries recently promoting that. And this is a bit of a second chance for you guys to catch up with that information if you've not already caught it. Do check the description below for all the information you might need for it if you think it's something that might, you might find useful to use on uh, yourself and find out a little bit more about it from Debbie and Kirsten now. So welcome to our podcast, guys. Um, we've got you on um, because you have been coming about our libraries, kind of promoting um, Making Life Easier, which is a website that has been up and running to kind of offer support. And this is a bit of a second chance for anyone, any of our listeners to kind of catch that information that you guys have been passing out in our libraries um, if they've missed the, any kind of visits and stuff like that. So I thought I would start off with finding out a little bit more about you guys. So Kirsten and Amy, um, would you want to fill us out a little bit more about the, the, your roles as uh, disability information officers and, and what kind of uh, what does that role entail and what sort of what are the benefits for it of, to the North Lancashire community? So Kirsten, do you want to kind of start off and give us a wee bit? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Kirsten Scott and I'm a Disability Information Officer for North Lancashire Council. So we sit under Health and Social Care. Um, the role is really broad. Um, often people don't know where to turn first. So the way that we like to kind of describe ourselves to people that we meet in the community is that if you know if you don't know who to to call about a certain issue relating to the council relating to your health then we're often a good first point of contact yeah. and we can then direct you on um debbie will obviously fill in the gaps if i miss anything in a moment <laughs> she's really good at that uh, but what what does it what does it mean well we provide a uh, support and advice to members of the public. So uh, anyone who, who lives in North Lanarkshire, we, we can help. We help them with issues relating to a uh, disability, to being a carer, um, anything to do with housing, perhaps if they're experiencing financial hardship. Uh, we can also take uh, direct referrals into different teams within the council. Yeah, so we can directly refer into social work or into perhaps our sense impairment team. And we can also link in with other organisations, so charitable organisations, local carer groups, etc. Um, so, yeah, so that's Disability Information Officer. Have I missed anything, Debbie, what do you think? No, you've got it right, <laughs> um, Kirsten. Um, basically, we just try and find the support that matters to that person, you know. Yeah. Um, especially when we're at the libraries, you know, people come up and ask us and we just try and point them in the right direction. Basically just what Kirsten says, we signpost them to, you know, organisations, charitable organisations, 
um, you know, within the council as well of each department. So, yep. Yeah, and that, that kind of information can be really helpful to people because sometimes whenever you're in that kind of situation where you need that support and it's quite hard to kind of find where you need to go to to get it. So having you guys as a kind of point of call kind of thing to kind of really know where to direct people is, is something that I'm sure many people find really, really valuable. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so people, sorry, just to uh, butt in there, so people can contact us via our email and telephone number. So even if... Um, you, you would like to kind of promote that on the podcast so folk can you know get in touch with us that would be really appreciated yeah yeah we can put that in the description of the podcast Brilliant. so if you do if anyone does need it to find to get in contact with uh, kirsten or debbie or any of the kind of the, the the team there that they, they can get in contact with them using that and we'll conclude that in it for for, Dev, Thanks, for sure now, kirsten, i did think it'd be worthwhile pointing out at this point that you are not this isn't your first time being on our podcast no. <laughs> because you have been involved in a, one of our previous podcasts before yes. haven't you and i obviously yes. didn't scare you off you wanted to no. come back on and talk <laughs> about your new role so uh you you previously were one of north Lancashire's school librarians and I was, you've moved yeah. into this position yes. how is that kind of change over been for you um, yeah, it's been a real learning curve. I've been a disability information officer for just over a year now. Um, before that, for 14 years, I was one of the council's school librarians. So as I was uh, kind of saying earlier, the information officer part of it came much more easily than the disability part of it because I came into health and social care with zero knowledge about health and social care. So it's been a real learning curve and I've really leaned on my colleagues like Debbie and our resource worker Carol Blades for help because they've got way more experience than I have but it has been a real challenge but a fun one actually so I'm really glad that this is where my career has taken me uh, so it's a it's a it's a second career but yeah, yeah I reached out to you about this so you definitely didn't put me off <laughs> I knew you were the man to to speak to uh, in regards to podcasts and and, and you know and promoting uh, making life easier in our roles so so thanks very much for having me back and uh, for giving us this opportunity not the problem not a problem and, and it's good for us to kind of get, have that kind of second opportunity as well to kind of promote yes. the, the fact that you use a visit in the libraries and things absolutely. like that absolutely and give and that people can kind of kind of catch that information now on yes. the podcast in a different way as well which is fantastic and yeah. and one of the things the main kind of main thing that you've been promoting i would imagine in libraries as well as some of the other stuff has been the making life easier website which we've got a link to now on our e-reference page on our website so if you do want to find it you can find it on there um and um although you guys from the doubt will know the exact url to pass out if you if you if you want to mention it um, can you give us a little bit of an overview of the type of support that people might find if they are visiting that website and, and try to use that service? Debbie, do you want to kind of fill us in a wee bit yeah, with that? of course. Um, so Making Life Easier is an online resource um, tool for self-assessing for equipment. Um, you can access information for local classes um, within North Lanarkshire um, North Lanarkshire information as well um, so the information includes mental health carers information um, keeping healthy and safe and it also includes our ADL life curve as well um, Kirsten do you want to yeah. explain the health the life, the curve? life curve yeah, yeah. life curve is a uh, 
it's a tool that was developed by our partners that developed the website as a whole, uh, which is www.makeyourlifeeasier.org.uk. So the life curve is part of that. And it's a series of questions relating to your health and your well-being and your ability level. And depending on the way that you answer the questions, it will plot you on a graph on your life mm -hmm. curve. So I'm 43, but if I answered the questions in a certain way, it could plot me as older, depending on how I oh, answer right. them. The first question is, can you go hill walking? And it goes all the way down to, uh, can you feed yourself independently and everything in between? Because we actually start aging at 42. We start, sorry, we start uh, deteriorating at 42 in our age. Uh, so I've already started deteriorating. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how I answer it plots me on the graph and it gives you advice on how to improve your life curve. So okay. say, for instance, I answered it and it brought me out as a life curve age of 50. It would then give me advice and tips on how to improve my mobility, yeah. exercising, healthy eating. Uh, it would give me a social prescription, really. Um, so it's, it's interesting. It can sometimes be a bit scary using the life curve but it's, it's a really good place <laughs> to start <laughs> i could imagine yeah. that would be quite an eye-opener a little bit and, yeah. and the fact that, that you've just mentioned that uh that you started the tearing at 42 that's made me start thinking i've only got about a year and a half left to go so <laughs> there's still time chris there's still time <laughs> Get uh, out hill walking. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds really, really interesting. And, it, and yes. that would be a kind of really interesting thing to kind of see. Uh, and yeah. it's a, quite a visual thing as well to kind of see. It's a visual see. thing. It appears on screen um, with once you answer the questions. It takes a few seconds to kind of calibrate all your responses. And then it'll plot you on the life curve. And from there, you're either doing really well, because sometimes you're not on the life curve. If you're a super fit person who's healthy and does all the right things, that we should all be doing you won't actually appear on life curve because it starts at 42 but if right. you are someone who's quite sedentary doesn't move about a lot um and maybe eats unhealthily you have to get too high a bmi then you will perhaps be older than your biological age so at that point it intervenes and gives you as i said some advice and tips on how to improve your life curve Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I, I might take a little look at that. I'm not sure yes, I'll reveal please. my answers uh, later, <laughs> uh, what it comes out in. Uh, we'll, Let us we'll, see. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now, we, now, we were talking about, obviously, prior to the podcast about sort of some of the stuff that you guys do. And, and am I right in thinking there's kind of a bit of a link between the Making Life Easier and the equipment and adaptation service uh, for yes. providing sort of essential equipment that, though, for those that might need it and things like that? Yes, that's yeah. right. So, do you want to do that one, Debbie? Sorry, yeah. yeah, I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do we support and work with occupational therapists because the waiting times are so lengthy at the moment. Yeah. So, making life easier, the website helps cut down the waiting times for anyone that just may require small pieces of equipment, such as a shower chair or a bath board, mm -hmm. you know, grab rails. So the self-assessment tool on making life easier, it's got a set of questions for each areas, um, such as, you know, the bathroom, the kitchen, 
the stairs, um, you know, inside and outside. So it's got a questionnaire and once you answer all the questions at the end, it'll match you with a piece of equipment that may help you. Um, and this then goes over to the equipment adaptations, the order, and the admin at the stores print it off and basically the the drivers or the technicians will deliver this free of charge from North Lanarkshire Council or the person can pick it up from the stores as well. Um, you know, if it's just a simple shower chair or something yeah. small. So that's yeah, that's, that's pretty much fantastic. it. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. fantastic. And and so really the kind of name of the website, Making Life Easier, really is what, it's, what it says in the tin, really. Is, yeah, it, it is all about <laughs> simply trying to kind of make people's life yeah. a bit easier and, yeah. and giving yeah. them all the kind of resources and tools they really need yeah. to kind of do that. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, we all know about the long waiting lists in uh, health and social care. So if you have a, a minor need um, and your condition isn't complex, uh, but you're just needing something that will help you stay as independent as possible at home for as long as possible, um, then rather than joining a waiting list, to see a social worker or contacting your GP, etc., is part of the uh, the sorry part of the council's digital first approach, making life easier slots in, and it helps you to get that help much much quicker. Yeah, and that's it sounds fantastic. It's it's really really great thing. And as we mentioned earlier, you just have been out and about kind of promoting yes. it in some of our libraries. Have you found that as a kind of really useful way of getting the sort of word out there about the website and, and how to kind of focus on that, kind of access stuff? Yeah, well, I love being in the library. So as soon as we were putting <laughs> together a communication plan, uh, we thought straight away link up with the libraries in each of the main town centres. And we're hoping to reach out to the, the smaller branch libraries in the future as well. So we reached out to each of the librarians um, in the main town uh, libraries and we've got like a programme of visits that are either monthly or bi-monthly. It's mm -hmm. the best place to kind of meet people who perhaps are coming into the space um, and are looking for information, uh, whether it's a book or they're printing something out or they're looking for some advice. So we have our own little stall with all of our kind of our promo items and we have some examples of equipment that they could get. And we're mm -hmm. just happy to talk to to anyone and everyone and and see if we can, you know, offer them the right support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, you go, what were you going to say then? I, I was just going to say so, Keston covers Motherwell, Wishing, Bells Hill, and mm. I cover Cumbernauld, Coat Bridge, and Airdrie. Fantastic. Yeah, so kind of split the areas because it's North Lancashire's large. It's yeah, really it's large. Large. I think it is. <laughs> As it's, it's a very big area, so it's, it's great to kind of have a kind of sort of different contacts for for different places and things like that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and as you said, there the kind of plans to kind of keep that that kind of uh, rollout of, of visits going. Is there any particular dates or anything like that confirmed yet, or, or is that still to kind of be worked out? Yeah, we can give you. I can give you my next dates. I'm actually in um, Motherwell Library uh, this Wednesday. Um, and then I'll be in Wisha and Bells Hill in December. 
So I think I'm in Bells Hill Library on the 19th of December and when I'm in Wishaw and I'm in Wishaw on the, yeah, the 8th of December. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so basically, if you're in any of our libraries, watch out for any of these kind of stalls Please. and look at, I think he was probably, uh, these have kind of like sort of banners and things, yes. that kind of stuff to kind of, yeah. kind of highlight who you are and things as you come in. So watch out for the kind of banners if you do visit and catch up with Kirsten and Debbie if you, if you can't happen to see them in the library and mm-hmm. um, they'll enjoy a wee chat with you and then oh, yes. pass on the, <laughs> the information that you need for, for the stuff there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that, is, that I thought we can bring up as well um, for the podcast uh, is that we are kind of in the middle of a month-long month awareness reason month that's quite important for you guys, um, which is Dis- Disability History Month. And I, I believe that kind of runs from um, roughly about the 16th of November to the 16th of December. Yes. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about that and and, and why it's kind of significant for you guys at this, uh, at this time? Absolutely. It was really timely that you scheduled this for uh, that that this this uh, point in time because it does coincide with the uh, Disability History Month. Um, yeah, we have, of course work with a lot of uh, residents within North Lanarkshire who have a disability, uh, minor and major, um, and it's really important that as disability information officers that we try our best to bring about positive change about how we we think and we view impairment and disablement because it does still even in 2023 carry a lot of stigma and myself and Debbie have been doing a lot of training recently about the stigma that these types of conditions have for people and how difficult that makes it um, and we're also um, about to train to be equality and diversity champions for the council as well so we're really excited about that but it's really about trying to uh, bring uh, or destigmatize disability um, and you know bring about some positive change so that those that are experiencing a disability uh, are not as isolated and are treated uh, more fairly, uh, more equally, uh, regardless of what's you know what's happening in their life, and they can access services uh, as easily as possible. So, so thanks very much for having us on to to talk about Disability History Month. No, yeah, you're very welcome. And uh, I mean that all that kind of stuff. I mean it's something that everyone can should kind of. Um, do automatically, but yes. but but it is always good to have that kind of sort of that, that awareness of reason month that kind of really yes. highlights it a little bit and, and stuff. So so yeah, and so that it's been great to kind of find out more about the sort of making life easier website from you guys and a little bit but what you roll and things like that sort of stuff. But I thought I would round off our little chat today by kind of. Find out a little bit about if you guys have been reading anything recently. And now, Debbie, I don't know if you're much of a reader, so I'm sorry if I'm throwing you into the deep end here <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I'm pretty sure Kirsten, um, being a previous librarian, is still kind of reading away at every opportunity mm-hmm. possible. Yep. So, as yeah. as is there any books that have, that have been really caught your eye and keeping you going at the moment for and really kind of. Keep me awake at night as you read too many pages and things like that. So, Kirsten, what what have you been reading recently? Yeah, uh, well, this year I've been reading the Kingsbridge series by Ken Follett. 
I don't know if you're familiar with that, Chris. Um, Probably the most famous one is uh, Pillars of the Earth. I believe they made a couple into TV series. So they're they're quite lengthy. Yeah, I was going to say, those are are like epic books, yeah. But they're (laughs) really easy reads. They're not, they're written in such a way where you just totally blast through them. Um, And the first one in particular, Pillars of the Earth, is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's about uh, the building of a cathedral, which you think, what? But trust me, there's so much drama that goes on in Kingsbridge, which is where the cathedral's been built. And it's about all the characters and about the time because it's set in the 12th century, which is a period of history that I didn't know much about. So that was really good. So I spent a a lot of time this year reading those. And recently, the book that blew me away the most was Wide Sargasso Sea by Jean Rhys. It's kind of prequel to Jane Eyre. Brilliant. Highly recommend that. Very different from Jane Eyre, but it deals with the first Mrs. Rochester, uh, the one that was mad uh, before she went mad. And it was fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, I just, something just came out of my head there. I'm just thinking mm-hmm. that obviously you used to previously be a school librarian, as we yes. talked about. Has your reading changed a little bit since you've kind of changed the role? No, not really. I, 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 no. Are you reading kind of any different kind of books now that you're not kind of um, a school librarian? No, I, I, I read young adult fiction prior to being a school librarian. I read it throughout and I still read it. Um, I love all that um, and I still read a mix of classics and a mix of kind of contemporary fiction. So so it's not really, a, it's, um, I probably don't talk about reading as much as I used to. Um, <laughs> and books etc but um no my reading habits haven't really changed no i'm just uh, just something that came in my head there just sort of yeah. thinking about well, i don't know what, what that says about me <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just one of those things. I, I find it difficult to kind of pigeonhole what I read most as well. Yeah. Like, I, I can I, I can read quite a, a, a wide variety of things as yeah. well. Debbie, what were you saying? Are you much of a reader, Debbie? Do you, do you enjoy reading a book? Well, I'm actually I'm a, a mother, so I'm I'm very busy with my, my wee girl, Kelly. Yep. So her favourite book is The Tiger Who Came to Tea with oh, Judith Gale. Yeah. So she likes reading that. So yes. that's what we do at night. We sit and <laughs> we read nursery books and things. And, so yep. Yeah, I, and I totally get that. I have I've got a little two year old as well and we uh, I, I I don't know how many times in the last month I have read Barry the, the, the Fish with Fingers <laughs> over and over and over again. But it's a fantastic book. So um, yeah. yeah, I do I do I, I have said since, since I I've had one two little ones, I do think my reading habits have turned mostly to picture books more picture than anything. Books, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I absolutely oh, love yeah. picture books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are some fantastic ones out there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I think uh, as as kind of a library staff member, uh, kind of like whenever you kind of get the new books, it's one of the things that really catches your eye most. Whenever you open up new yes. books, as mm-hmm. as a picture books, and you kind of flick through and see all yeah, the kind of new pictures, the illustrations. <laughs> So that's yeah. fantastic. Um, so thank, thank you very much, guys, for coming and, oh, and talking to thank us. You, thank um, you for and, having us. And throwing out some, even some book recommendations at the end there. So that's fantastic mm-hmm. as well. Um, uh, and hopefully your visits to the libraries will go well in the future and things like that. Yeah, and, yes. um, and thank you again for coming along. Thanks, yes, so much, thanks very thank much, you. Chris. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
So there you go, guys. Hopefully that was really helpful for anyone who might need some of the information that Kirsten and Debbie can supply for you. Um, do check the, the details below and the description below for their contact details if it's something you think that you might need to get in contact with them to find out a little bit more about. Um, and also watch out for future visits from them and some of our libraries as well because they will be able to kind of pass on that information personally to you as well in our libraries if you do catch them at one of their little stalls. Um, now, for some library, ser library service updates, um, we do have a couple of quite interesting things happening over the, the next sort of little while. We have got some fantastic Christmas at the Memory Room dates um, happening at Airdrie Library. If you haven't seen the Memory Room at Airdrie Library, it is definitely worth going along to have a look at. And we have got some special kind of Christmas little events happening um, in the, the Memory Room area um, on Mondays, uh, on, on the Monday, so in December, Monday the 4th, 11th and 18th at 2pm. You can come along and listen to some Christmas stories and music and reminisce about Christmases past um, and enjoy a little cup of tea with some good company um, in Airdrie Library. And another little interesting thing in, happening in Airdrie Library as well is throughout the winter months, they also have the Observatory Winter Evenings as well. If you didn't know, Airdrie Library is the home of Airdrie Observatory, which is a really fantastic resource. It's quite a unique resource for Airdrie Library to have, and they will be hoping, hoping to have as many people come along to the winter openings um, evenings there as well. You can check that out. There's a section on our website for the Airdrie Observatory, and you can find out all the dates that are available for the them on there. So go and check that out if it's something you might find in, interesting to come along to. And as I say, it is quite a unique resource that not many libraries in the whole of UK um, have got, um, and it's something that's right on some most of our doorsteps here in Airdrie um, that you can come and visit and see. And it's a fantastic thing if you, especially if you have got an interest in astronomy as well. It's definitely kind of worth checking that out and coming along to see that um, quite historic um, little gem that's hidden away in the Airdrie Library. That's all for us for now, guys. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and we will be back again soon. Um, do watch out for the next Bees Books edition coming out next week and we will be back again in the very, very near future. Bye for now, guys. <laughs>